When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Vikings Vent Line on Purple Daily every Sunday right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. This is a Vikings fans show. That's right. It's your show. If you're a fan of the purple and you want to come on and talk some Vikings, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com for the YouTube audience. It's scrolling across that bottom of the screen. For the podcast audience, vikingsventline at gmail.com if you want to come on and talk some Vikings with me. We're a little less than two months from the start of the NFL regular season. And during the regular season, we bring on guests live right after the game uh, to talk about it. But I also learned the offseason. I still like to talk to as many Vikings fans as possible. We're almost training camp now. So the dwell, the offseason, we're almost out. The moon's uh, finally going to get over there. And the sun's going to shine on some Vikings football. We're very excited to talk um, uh, with as many as Ventline fans as possible. So if you want to come on a future episode, hit me up. It's Vikings Ventline at gmail.com of course purple daily sponsored by our friends at tcl enjoy more of what you love with tcl as the football season picks up go get yourself a tcl television and if you could hit that subscribe button for daily minnesota vikings entertainment right here on purple daily where we just want to see the vikings win a super bowl before we die i got my guy kevin in here who i'm about to pop on the screen to talk uh some off season to talk expectations going into the regular season too so excited to do so right here on vikings vent line so let's get my guy in here kevin What's up, buddy? Welcome to Vikings Ventline. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. It's my first time here. And uh, yeah, can't wait to talk Vikings. Uh, how are you today? I'm good, buddy. You know, Kevin uh, was telling me off mic that, you know, you just moved to Dallas. So now you're in Cowboys territory a little bit. Uh, have you run into any other Vikings fans? I've actually heard Dallas is a pretty good Vikings city. Like I, I we've had fans from Dallas on before. I've had other family too that have moved to Dallas and said same things. There's actually some Vikings contingency down there. Have you carved out your space with other Vikings fans yet? Have you met anyone down there that's at least a fan of the purple? Yeah, yeah. I've met some people that are from Minnesota, um, even some coworkers with me. So, yeah, we definitely have some some presence here. Um, but I'm born and raised in Minnesota, and uh, I'm purple forever. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, really exciting to, to be here and talk football and um, – yeah, this time of year is great. A lot of things have changed with the rosters and uh, really starting to see things come together with the team. So I'm really excited for preseason to be starting here in a few weeks. And uh, this is the season will be be a really good season, I think, for our team. Absolutely. Uh, so, Kev, I, I ask a lot of Vikings fans kind of this question, too, throughout the offseason. Um, last year, the Vikings won 13 games. This year, they have one less home game. They have a first-place schedule. They had to play all the teams in first place in the NFL this year. Uh, so I'm curious, 
Where are you ballparking the wins at for the Vikings? I believe Vegas has them like at eight and a half, which I believe was almost the same marker as last season. So they think regression's coming. Uh, but how many games do you have the Vikings winning in 2023? Uh, this year, I think on the low end, I think we'll win 11 games. And okay. here's why. Um, I think we'll do very well in our division. Um, maybe we'll lose two games in our division. Um, so you can kind of chalk that. But looking at the teams that we play, and especially the divisions, we have the AFC West. Um, you know, the Chiefs are going to be tough. We're playing them at home. I could see us losing that game. Uh, but we're also playing the NFC South. And the NFC South has a lot of really young quarterbacks. Um, so I could see our new defensive scheme coming in and causing a lot of problems for those quarterbacks and those offenses. Um, I could see us realistically winning all of those NFC South games. So, um, you know, maybe dropping two in our division. I could see us losing to the Chiefs. Uh, I know we play the Eagles on the road in a primetime game, which will be a tough one. Um, and then the Niners, I know that's a home game, uh, another game that probably we might lose. But again, we play really well at home, and I do like our road schedule. A lot of the games that we play on the road, I think, are pretty favorable. Um, the Bengals are a team we play on the road that, again, could cause us some problems. So, you know, I think six games is reasonable for us to lose, but there are some of those games, we're going to be right in there. And I really think we improved a lot. They say that we're going to regress based on the record. That's possible. But from a roster standpoint, I really think we improved in a lot of areas. We have a lot of depth in positions that we just historically haven't had. So, yeah, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. As far as our division goes, um, the Lions are the Lions. And, yeah, they might have a lot of money on them to win the division. But when you haven't won the division since 1993 – uh, I'm not really confident that they're going to be able to do that. They may make it close. I know we have two games against them near the end of the season. Um, but, to, but to say that they're going to win more games than we win, um, I'm just going to have to wait to see that to be true because, you know, there's that Detroit aspect of being the Lions. They just haven't really proven that to me yet. So the Packers are a big question mark. The Bears were the worst team last year. So I do think it's our division to, to hold on to, and um, I expect them to do that this year. Yeah, at least in the North, I'm with you. Um, I mean, I turned 30 in December. Never in my lifetime had the Lions had, like, sustained success. Obviously, the Matthew Stafford era was, was a good era for them, or a better era maybe is the better word. Um, and they've made the playoffs a few times with Stafford. But any, I, I, I've never remembered a time going into the preseason where the Lions are the favorites to win the division. I mean, you keep in mind, even at the peak of Stafford's powers with the Lions, he had Aaron Rodgers, he had Jay Cutler to go up against. There were some good Vikings teams mixed in there too. So even though the Lions had probably a better QB in Stafford at the time, um, I've never remembered a time where preseason expectations with them have just been this high. And could they still be a formidable team like they were last year where they're eight and nine or nine and eight and they're knocking off teams out of the playoffs the last week of the season for sure. Uh, but I still would give the edge, at least slight edge to the Vikings in the North. To your point about the opposing quarterbacks, you know, it's definitely top heavy. You know, they, they have to face Mahomes, they have to face Burrow, they have to face Jalen Hurts, even Justin Herbert I'll throw into there. But after that, to your point, a lot of softies, right? The NFC South is a disaster. Uh, Justin yeah. Fields, we don't really know what that's going to be. They get Baker Mayfield in week one. So there's a lot of top end guys that I think on paper for sure scare you. And probably you could say those first four guys that I listed are better quarterbacks than Kirk. But in general, I think, yeah, at the end of the day, the majority of their schedule is still favorable. I think Kirk is mostly still a better quarterback than 
outside of those first four guys, basically, I listed. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, again, I think the Vikings last year played really great at home. Um, looking at some of our home games, we have the Saints at home as one of our rivals. I mean, it's always interesting to play the Saints. They just brought in Derek Carr. I would say he's probably the toughest challenge that we'll play in that division um, from just that standpoint. But that's a pretty new offense, too. They got a lot of things to work out. Um, they, they have a lot of question marks as well. So playing them at home, I'm pretty happy about. Um, also, the Raiders, we got the Raiders, we got the Chargers. Uh, I just think it's really fortunate because last year, I think, yes, we went 13-4, and four, but we also deserve some credit, too, because we played two of the best divisions in the league last year. We played the AFC East and the NFC East. NFC East had a record, um, you know, turnout with their with their wins that just a few years ago, the NFC East didn't win a lot of games, but last year they were, they were dominating the NFC. Uh, and then you look at the AFC, you have really tough games that we actually managed to win. I think every single one of those games. So to, to shift those divisions around, um, I'm really kind of looking at the chiefs and the chargers, but outside of those teams, I think all of those are really winnable games and the chiefs and Chargers, I think will be in, uh, you know, contention to win those as well. Uh, really just comes down to executing the game plan, executing the um, defense that we're going to be seeing with Brian Flores. We're going to have some, rookies that are looking to make some impact. So um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. And I think looking at our own in-division teams, uh, none of those teams make me worry that they'll beat us twice. Maybe they might beat us once, but I don't see any of those teams beating us twice. So I think uh, 11 wins is good. Uh, I could see us winning more, but I'd have a hard time seeing us win less than 11 is is where I'm at. Okay. Uh, On the defensive side of the ball here, which was obviously the Vikings biggest weakness last year at Donatel one and done. Um, that shell defense didn't work out too well, especially in the playoff game against Daniel Jones and the Giants. Uh, they now bring in Brian Flores, a really respected defensive coordinator, a former NFL head coach that took over a Dolphins team that also had a really shaky defense, made him into one of the league's best. Um, do you trust Brian Flores to turn this defense around? And I'll kind of leave that interpreted up to you on how you see it turning around, but do you think that it's moving in a positive direction and can the defense be improved from last season? Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian Flores is a a really, really great coach. Uh, He has a great history in the NFL. He's been in the NFL for a while. I believe he played in the NFL. And so I think that establishes a lot of rapport with the players. Um, They're looking on the defense, a lot of young guys, to to someone to lead them to battle. And when you have Kevin O'Connell as your head coach, an offensive-minded head coach, which we haven't had in quite some time, a lot of his focus is on executing the game plan, putting up 28 points a game or 21 points a game. But to have a guy on defense who has head coaching experience, has aspirations to head coach again in the NFL, and also he knows what it takes to win. I think he's been a part of four Super Bowl victories with the Patriots being a part of that staff. Um, When you have somebody who knows what it takes to get there and has been there, I think the players are going to really look at him as someone that they want to play for and want to do well for. I love the scheme that he's bringing. I'm wearing my Harrison Smith jersey right here. Nice. And that guy is, uh, he's a great safety, one of the all-time greats in Vikings history. And I really think last year, it was really hard to watch some games seeing how he was utilized as opposed to the years prior. Because Hitman Harry is someone that should intimidate opposing quarterbacks. He should be on the line and showing blitz at times. And I think that was really taken away of our defense last year. But 
I'm really excited to see how Brian Flores utilizes him in his defense. We have a lot of safety depth, which I think is really great. Um, I know there's some battles as to who's going to be starting. Um, but at the end of the day, just to have that depth, especially with Harry um, nearing that time in his career where he might not be playing every single down, when you have seen and when you have Metellus able to step up, um, I just think these guys are really going to feed into what Brian Flores is is teaching. and um, they're going to learn a lot from him on the edge rushing. Um, Marcus Davenport is someone who I really am excited to watch as a Viking. Uh, I could see him in this year kind of proving himself after a couple of years. Uh, he's a very high draft pick and um, had some injury history, but I'd love to see him on the edge rusher role. Uh, we have Daniel Hunter who may be back this year, which would be a, definitely a plus. Um, but beyond that, I really like Patrick Jones, and I really like DJ Wanham, and I really like Asezi Altamewo. These guys are ready to play. Patrick Jones, I've seen him working out on some videos. He looks like he's ready to be an NFL starter in some in some way. And so I love the depth at edge. Some people say we don't have it, but I like that. Um, one area I'm really focused on is the defensive interior, uh, the defensive tackle. We just drafted Jaqueline and Roy out of LSU. I remember looking at mock drafts a year ago and they had him as a first round player. They had yeah. him as a really high prospect. So I'd love to uh, see what he can do at the defensive tackle position, because I do think that there's a hole that's been left with Dalvin Tomlinson's departure, but a uh, player like him, player like Jay Ward, also from LSU. Um, just, I like the depth on defense and I like that we don't have necessarily big star players but we do have a unit and I think Flores is going to be able to bring the best out of guys in that scheme. Um, and another thing is last year seeing Daniel not have his hand in the dirt on a lot of plays. I just, I hope that that's not the case and I know it won't be with Flores. I'm looking to see him get a lot of pressure this year. Um, really excited to see Asamoah as well. Take that step that we all think he will. Um, and then you look at the cornerback room, you got Byron Murphy coming in really great signing. Uh, probably one of the best signings we could have made at the time. Um, and I think he'll be a really solid corner. Looking at Makai Blackman, also kind of an older prospect coming out of the draft, but a lot of success in college. And he likes to play very close to the receiver. Um, so can't wait to see what he can do. He could potentially be starting um, early on in the season. So got a lot of guys from last year as well. You know, they said this year this we should be drafting defensive players. Why are we taking a receiver in the first round? But you look at the prior year, we took a lot of defensive guys who were ready to get going. So I'm excited to see what Flores can do. Um, and, yeah, he has aspirations as a head coach in the future. So there was some, there was a reason he came to the Vikings. Yep. I'll put it that way. Yeah, he, uh, he could have he got a job, but, yeah. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. It feels like he's going to be able to kind of mold some of these younger players to your point, you know, the Lewis scenes, the Patrick Jones, you know, a lot of these leftover players that Donatello wasn't really able to do uh, to kind of mold and flip around either. So can he kind of mold some of these guys, get his teeth in 
and make this defense a little bit better. You know, I don't know if this Vikings defense is going to go from, you know, in the top 10 range, but I think all we're asking for is it either can be a league average defense or to your point, can it rush the passer really well? You know, I, I think the weakest part is obviously, yeah, that cornerback and defensive back room, just because there's just no experience there. And hell, maybe someone emerges to your point of, of Makai Blackman or Andrew Booth stays healthy. And I know Byron Murphy Jr. has kind of a lot of responsibilities come in here as their big free agent addition. So yeah, there's, I think there's things that Flores can utilize and turn that Vikings defense into a respectable unit again. And yeah, if the Vikings offense is what it is, which was last year, which was a top 10 offense, and that defense just kind of improves rationally, um, I think you're going to see a lot better of, of, of a Vikings defense from last season. And hopefully Flores can obviously do that. Uh, you know, Kev, we also did Mount Rushmore's on Purple Access with Chip Scott, or with, excuse me, Tyler Fornis and Judd Zolgab on Thursday. And we also been just kind of picking those drafts like we were doing earlier this week. So I would love to know who are your four favorite Vikings players of all time that you've maybe been able to watch. I would love to hear your Mount Rushmore. Definitely. Um, I did uh, have some thoughts thoughts about this. You know, I think for me, uh, my earliest memories are watching like the 98 team, uh, the 2000 playoff run, et cetera, kind of like Culpepper era. Um, but even coming to this point, uh, there's four players who really stick out to me. One is obviously Adrian Peterson. I think he's my favorite player. My favorite thing about Adrian Peterson is when he was on the team, you knew that no matter who you were playing, you had a chance to win the game. If he runs for 150 yards, sometimes 200 or higher, you know the Vikings are in it. And just that reliability and sustained success he had on the Vikings, even winning an MVP, showing that it's not just a quarterback award, and it has been since. But um, Adrian Peterson is definitely my favorite player. Um, I remember when I was – Younger, I uh, had one of those Guinness Book of World Record books that it was from 2007, and it talked about this freshman college running back who was breaking all these records, and I thought, that's amazing. I can't believe this guy. He's going to be really good. And to see him be drafted by the Vikings um, at pick seven was just full circle. And, yeah, a lot of great memories from him, watching with my family, some friends, just seeing him run over the Steelers and the Bears. Um, just great memories of him. So another one would be uh, Randy Moss for me would yep. be my second. When I was really young, we went to Mankato and uh, we saw Randy Moss um, and he was staying after practice. He did some autographs. We happened to get his autograph, which was really cool. And just to be able to meet him at such a young age. Uh, yeah. He's, he's an electric receiver. Um, I also just loved watching him, you know, another player that if he's on your team, you know, you have a chance to win the game. Uh, another player that when you would play football video games, you knew that's the guy you wanted. He could win the game for you. Uh, elite speed, ability to catch the ball over defenders. Um, yeah, I was, I was a member being really upset when he left uh, to go to the Raiders, but I think at that time I didn't really understand a lot of what was going on, but to see him have that success with new England as well and kind of break some records. There was great. Um, my third would be Justin Jefferson. And I view him as kind of the Randy Moss of this generation, just yeah. bringing in fans. And I uh, really love his, his ability to, to finish plays. I know Kirk's talked about that before, just some receivers catch the ball and maybe look for the sideline, but he's always looking for the end zone. Um, you know, his ability to catch every ball contested 
catches. Uh, he just won the play of the year with the yeah. SBs. Um, I'm really excited to see what he'll do uh, in the future with the Vikings. And um, I, I want to also add Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins okay. is my fourth favorite player. And this has nothing to do with even the new Netflix show. Um, my favorite thing about Kirk Cousins is that I think he's going on his sixth season as our quarterback. And when you look back, I think Culpepper played for maybe five years in a row. Um, you would have to go back to, I think, Tommy Kramer for a quarterback who played so many consistent years as yep. our starter. And so when I was younger with the Culpepper era, when he left, where did he go? Uh, who's our quarterback now? And it seemed like every year that was the topic. Who's going to be the Vikings quarterback? And to finally have Kirk here, we can kind of not have that be every offseason discussion um, and just focus on other position groups. Now, do I think he's going to play with the Vikings for many more years? I'm not sure, um, but I really like the way he plays. Uh, he keeps us in games. Uh, some of the most memorable games that I'll ever have came from last season with the Colts. Um, just the Giants game on on a Christmas Eve. Um, yep. and and obviously the Bills game. So, yeah, I think when we look back, we're going to see him as a quarterback that really defined a lot of these years and stuck with us. And, um, yeah, I really, I really think he's a really good role model too. And I would say those four are just some of my favorites. Now, I did have some honorable mentions. Nice. Briefly. Okay. Uh, just kind of some fun ones. I had Sidney Rice, um, Jared Allen, of course. Yep. Daryl Patterson. Um, and Michael Bennett were some of the other guys that I just really like, some of those skill players. So. Michael Bennett, I love that one. A little uh, yeah. a little hamster that could move up and down the field. He was dang fast. Um, that's an awesome list, though. I like it. I think those are all mostly guys that you could probably see a lot of people having on. I like that you have Kirk on, not afraid to put Cousins on there. So I like that a lot, too. Uh, what did you, final thing for me here, what what did you make of the Netflix doc? And if anyone is hasn't finished it yet, you know, you can turn this down. But I guess, Kev, uh, what, what did you make of the Netflix doc featuring Kirk Cousins? You know, one of the coolest things I thought about it was um, having a player like Patrick Mahomes, having a player like Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. I remember watching Mariota in college. Mm -hmm. uh, I've watched all of them in college, actually. But to see Mariota have that Heisman Trophy winning season and kind of the where he's at in his career now, and then to have a quarterback like Kirk, who is regarded as maybe outside of the top 10, but definitely in the top 20. And then Patrick Mahomes, it really shows that dynamic that you find that you can have in the NFL of, you know, what's it like to be at the top? What's it like to be fighting for your position or maybe fighting for your next contract? Um, these the way that they displayed those three different situations, I thought was really great on the Vikings front. It was really cool to see uh, the way that O'Connell and Cousins work together. I think this is going to be one of the first times since Kirk's been here. He's having that returning offensive coordinator type um, staff here, and he can really get into building that rapport with, with his play callers because seeing them call plays together and kind of behind the scenes, it was really cool that they featured Kirk, uh, especially as a Vikings fan. Um, but also I think it was such a great time and season to do it with the journey that Patrick Mahomes went on. Uh, Cause you know, when they started filming, it wasn't a certainty that the Chiefs would would have the season that they did. So right. to follow that, to follow the amazing games that the Vikings did have last year, 
Um, I thought they did a really good job. And I'm, I'm someone who loves sports documentaries. I loved watching The Last Dance and so on. But I really think this documentary is, is right up there as probably one of the best, maybe even the best sports documentary I've ever seen. Yeah, man, I loved it, too. It was really cool, just eye-opening thing to see this behind-the-scenes access to your point of the three quarterbacks who were top-tier and middle-tier and low-tier. And, yeah, I mm-hmm. really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Kev, thanks for joining me on Bentland, man. I appreciate it. Uh, any final shout-outs here before we uh, jump off? Yeah, uh, I'd like to shout-out uh, my wife uh, because she puts up with me and my Vikings. Uh, she understands. We actually had training camp last year. She likes to watch with me as well. Um, so I want to shout-out her. Um, for showing interest in, in this big interest of mine. Also to my dad and my brother, um, my dad, Eric, my brother, Steve, you know, they've been with me throughout my whole Vikings experience uh, since day one. And just to be able to talk to them, do, be in fantasy football drafts with them as long as I can remember, um, it's great to share this with them. And uh, even to this day, just catching up on the football news or the new signings and just talking with them, it's, it's, it's a great great thing to have and uh, shout them out as well. Just keeping me, keeping me positive too. Cause we, we are pretty optimistic fans. Uh, there's, there's going to be a time when we're the worst team and we're the best team, but you got to stick through it all because that's what, that's what makes winning so much better when you know you've had years where you've had quarterbacks you've never heard of to my right. point earlier about having that stability with Kirk, or you've had years where your defense is letting up maybe 25 or 26 points a game. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just here for the whole way and, uh, hoping to see a Super Bowl someday and, you know, just staying with the Vikings all the way. Nice, man. Kev, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on Vikings event line. And again, anyone listening to this, uh, hit me up. It's Vikings event line at gmail.com. If you want to come on a future episode, uh, hit that subscribe button too for daily Vikings entertainment, where you just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.